I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next breakout rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. We have a lot to talk about today. We're going to get into a wild weekend in the NFL playoffs. We're going to talk about an upcoming documentary on Netflix. We've been hinting at previously. We're going to talk a little bit about the Pokemon scandal, get into that, see what uh, what's on our mind there. I will recap what happened at the Dallas Card Show and how crazy that weekend was. Facebook questions, and once again, a play of the week. So let's start with what we always start with, with what's on your mind. Lou, Tyler is doing something on the side here, so we will start with you. Thank you, Ryan. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Um, I hope Tyler had a wonderful weekend. I just want to say that I've now entered a spot where whenever I hear Ryan do his intro, I hear our, I hear our music when he's talking, so that's interesting. Shout out to people who said the music was too loud. We're working on it. Like, settle in. It's 2022. It's going to be fun. All right. So what's on my mind this week? I've fully gotten back into Fortnite, the video game. You may have heard of it. It's fully back. It's so much fun. I'm really enjoying myself. Um, And as things go, I found myself looking for Fortnite cards again. I kind of cooled off for a while, but I'm back interested. So I will likely be making some plays over the next week or two. To try to get something really good. I know people really like the Black Knight. I still think that skin is overrated in general. And I think people are assigning card value to that skin. So there's some some arbitrage to be had, in my opinion. What's the best Fortnite skin ever created? It's a great question. I'm going to go with the original, original John Wick from Season 3. Shout out. You know, I think the best players are like, no, you'd never wear that skin. Because you got to wear like tight skins. Like the skin tight skins. But the little, what were they, like the bear head costume thing? Cuddle team, cuddle team. I'm cuddle team all day, bro. Yeah, cuddle team is great. I have all, I've the, made it a point to buy best. every single skin. What's yep. the best cuddle team? Uh, I like the 4th of July one. God, the, uh, or the Halloween one. Yeah. The Halloween one's probably fire. I played one round of Fortnite one time, so this is stupid, and turned it off. Yeah, you're it's not It's the best guy. video game ever created in the history of video I games. I agree. Wow. I agree. It's the most consequential wow. and most... Like it's like the most important video game. Yeah, of all it's time. the biggest video game ever. Created wow, that's time. crazy. Yeah, I feel that way too. I've played video games my whole life. Grand Theft Auto was yeah, there, and it usurped Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, I think people are going to be like, you know, like what about like Frogger, and like those people can just relax. <laughs> yeah, like I get it. Like Pong matters. Like you know, Pong it was big, it was a big thing. deal. But like Galga. Fortnite, I will say though one thing. I saw, I, mean, I think Halo? it was on Rally, on Rally. Halo, Halo 2 and 3 were, were important for the internet. Modern Warfare? Called Modern, Modern Warfare Rye. was important for content creation, but right, this was a free video game, bro. It's free to play, and the way that it was, like, disseminated to, like, every That's a good argument. I never thought about it like that, because I don't know enough about it. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good argument. And every kid in the world was playing this game. So yes. you could it was play, the first game that was cross-platform, too. Like, if you were on PlayStation... You could actually play with your homie on Xbox, and that was I did that not know like, that either. That's crazy. Right. And your homie they, on Switch, right? They forced Xbox. Shout out Microsoft. Actually, don't not shout out Microsoft. Xbox forced them to open it up to play with other people. They used to not let that happen. They made it because everyone was like, "What are we doing? Like, I want to play with my friends." Interesting. I did not know yeah. that. It was. That's I remember wild. the first day I ever downloaded Fortnite. My homie, my my roommate's younger brother came over, and was like. Yo, you got to play this game Fortnite. I'm like, what's good with it? He pulls up my Xbox and goes to the store. And I'm like, you about to buy a game on my thing? He's like, no, it's free. I'm like, bro, you're downloading a free game on my Xbox? Like, I'm about to play this? Like, mm-hmm. no one plays free games. What is this? Some, like, marble or, like, pinball or, like, what are we talking about? Free game here? Crazy. And it That's also, why. like, spawned that. Okay, let's move on. Because yeah. Fortnite's very important. Anyway. Fortnite cards. Ty, what's on your mind? What's on my mind is footy, footy. As I go through this, Premier League, African Cup of Nations, obviously we talk about the World Cup at the end of the year, is footy. U.S. men's national team, Pulisic, Prem League is kind of being run away. 
Champions League action starts about to start coming up. That goes into then what I'll call alt sports. I think in the last week, they just announced the PGA, the golf, Netflix. We might even be getting into that, so I might be jumping the gun here. It's a classic time. The Tour de France is coming. Like alt sports, alt collectibles, tickets is a preview of that, games. That's what's on my mind. Alt collectibles at large. And Phil Foden. My man's cut is something different. His haircut is crazy right now. And Beedrill. Underrated card right here. PSA 10 Beedrill, first edition. Well, that's the first non hollow in the set, right? Crazy low pop. Yep. And beautiful artwork. Right. What's on your mind? Uh, it'll actually be our first topic, but for sure, what's on my mind is NFL playoffs. For sure. I watched more football this weekend than I have all year combined. It it was a good weekend. Like, this is probably the most excited I've been for playoff football in such a long time. Like, we talked about before the show starts, like, if any of these teams win the Super Bowl, you wouldn't be like, wow, really? They won the Super Bowl? Like, they're all eight, like, they're all talented enough. And... It's just fun to like play it out in your head right before it happens and just realize the implication this has on the card market, right? In Dallas this weekend, football, like I definitely bought a lot of it, made a couple plays on some, some, maybe some Mac Jones and some bigger deals, probably regretting that instantly. Interesting. You went for it, huh? What did you yeah, buy? I, mean, I've been, Mac Jones? I thought you couldn't stand them, man. I, I'm not big on Mac Jones, but he sells, right? Like if you're getting them at certain percentages, it's just, hey, buy it at this, sell it for this, move on, right? I'm not... I'm not pro. I've I've been very open about that, that I'm not team Mac Jones. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I He's serviceable. I don't think he's the next Tom Brady. Um, but made, made a couple. Pl- yeah. Yeah. Made a couple plays this weekend. I mean, just you see Mac Jones stuff. sell like he is the next Tom Brady. Let's just be very clear about that. That's true. He, sells, he sells very well. Side note. I don't know who's going to win before we go on. I continue on this rant. Jamar Chase should win rookie of the year. He's gonna. not Mac. He's not Mac Jones. Jamar Chase should win rookie of the year. He's a stud. Yeah, stud. I mean, let's be He's real. actually good. He's the runaway, for sure. It's not even close. I, I'm, I hope that's the case. Do you have any Jamar Chase fire? Fire, fire, heat, fire? Nah, not really. Not, just wide receivers just don't sell, huh? Yeah, and also, you don't have the fire products. You don't have NT. You don't have Select. We talk about it every time. The, the Prism's not out. NT's not out. Like, you don't have Jamar Chase's best cards. Can I make a quick point? I decided that I'm going to start a PC for the first time in my life, and it will be Elijah Moore. Wow. Let, dude, I got one this weekend. I'm sending it to you then. I, you're gonna well, don't do that. If your PC is PSC and someone, I'm sending you something. Because you know what it is? I've never really, other than the Astros, I've never really had a player on the Jets. Well, I've definitely never had a player on the Jets who's been on the team for any extended period of time. And I think Eli might be that guy. I think Eli's really, really good. So, What about Sanchez, though? You like Sanchez. I do love Sanchez. All right, can I start a PC? Can I vibe off your PC start and start my PC? Absolutely. Chris Kreider. That's a great choice, Ty. We're we doing now have PCs, PCs in 2022. Where are you at, Ryan? I'd be more excited. Um, I've been PC and stuff for years, brother. You're way behind. Right, well, I know we are. Like, what are you I'm a collector, too. You start a new PC like with the boys? Do something no, weird. Brother. I'm still collecting Donnie. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. This, so is, this is 19 years. This is, ni- this is 20 years in the making. I get it. I get it. Listen. We've been PCing for 20 years. What's your biggest Donnie card? out of 15 or something like i've got game worn jerseys and signed things i mean he came to my opening day like if just like that is like don the, the, you and donnie are boys boys i we wish and Kreider are gonna be boys <laughs> i would love to be i would love to be boys with Kreider. the Rangers you're gonna fire. be boys with elijah moore hey we did a whole 360 here we got to get back on track we're 10 minutes in nfl nfl playoffs couple things implications on cards right that's the thing i think about when you play this out Hoping the Titans lose this weekend. My man Joe Burrow maybe versus Mahomes or Josh Allen for the AFC title would be way more exciting, especially for cards. Just saying. And then on the other side, lose. You guys are saying Bucks again. Bucks Packers. Rodgers versus Brady. Another trip to the Super Bowl. Brady would be his eleventh. Like Rodgers getting a chance at a second ring. Like the implications of how this plays out are just. It's. I mean, it always matters, but it's just. It's so cool to see it when it happens. And then my other point in this topic, that's what I want to hit on. The other one is Jalen Hurts stinks. I was right. You both were like, eh, let's pump the brakes on Jalen Hurts. He's actually good. Uh, no, he stinks. He stinks. He's not good. They're moving on from Jalen Hurts. No, 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 no is the answer. No. Anything Jalen Hurts, no, 
is the answer. Dude is not good at all. I'm here to accept responsibility. I was, I remain pro Jalen Hurts, but I'm here to take my L this week. It was an ugly performance. It was not a good job. But I'll say this. First playoff game, they're not the most talented team in the world. So, Did you see Joe Burrow's first playoff game? Joe Burrow has Jamar Chase on his team. Jalen Hurst has Devonta Smith. He won a fucking Heisman. T. Boyd. It's a and different. Higgins, They're, right? It's a little bit of a different crew, right? I'm, not, defend- just, hold I'm on. not defending Jalen Hurts. The Bengals are a little bit of a different beast than the Eagles. Would you rather have C.J. Usman, whatever his okay, name is? Can I Dallas, say something? Dallas Goodair. Can I say something? Goddard. Goodair. Hurts stinks. I'm, I'm ready right. to roll. But... So does Kyler Murray. Yeah. I think the league is like. If Hurts stinks. I have one with So does Kyler Murray. Because if you watch that game and Kyler Murray ain't winning no Super Bowl. Never. No. Never. Back to baseball. None. I mean, I said it last night. Guy should have went with baseball. It would have made more money. If I'm watching. If I'm watching that football game last night, I'm like. Kyler Murray ain't winning. Nobody. No Super Bowl. Facts, and I also want to make a note for myself for next year. Don't get confused by the first five weeks when he plays really well again. Don't get tricked again. The Russell Wilson experience. Don't get tricked again. Russell Wilson's a good quarterback for the first six weeks of the season. He won a Super Bowl. He did. Where's he been? Ever he did. He did. He did. He did. And he it, he's a great. And that's where I think Kyler. You like, but I watch Hurts, and I'm like, he's bad. And then I watched Kyler, and going into that game, I just had the there's no they have no shot energy. Stafford, it's time that with that team, that franchise, everything, and they didn't. I mean, they didn't even compete, bro. Like that, that pick six when they're down fourteen naught in the end zone was bad, bad. It was an ugly game. Rams and under easiest bet of the year. But Joey Burrow is just a winner of football games. Stud, stud, stud. Love him. Yeah. Gotta love 2020 football products right now, man. You got Burrow, Herbert, Jonathan Taylor, Justin Jefferson. I mean, I think Diggs is in there. Good thing I got some stuff sitting around. Just like, yeah, that class is loaded. That class loaded. is super. I mean, we're like, everyone just throws away Herbert. Like, Herbert's sitting there. Herbert had an awesome year. He was, I he know, was but Burrow I'm saying, all year. but you just said like everyone, you were like Jonathan Taylor, Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson. No, I said Herbert and Burrow first. Oh, okay. Sorry. I didn't hear you. But like, it's, that's a great class. And I really, the AFC is really interesting going forward. There's a lot of good players. One of them plays in New York and where's number two. <laughs> you know, one guy we didn't see this weekend, Ryan Tannehill. Mm. Big game coming up, Ty. How you uh, how you feeling about them Titans? I feel good about them. I think they're going to play football. Will it be close? Fact. Yeah, uh, it'll be it'll football. be close. They're playing Joey Burrow. Like it's going to take what it takes to win the football game. Are the Titans going to win? Yeah. Yeah. What's the what's the early? I'm pulling line up the line, line right now. Pulling up the line right now. So Jay said we got a question from Twitter from Danny Medina eighty five. Ryan Tannehill or Kyler Murray? That's actually a great question. Yeah, put a poll out about that. The Titans are minus three and a half early. Titans minus three and a half early at home, Saturday, 430 game in Tennessee. Bengals. You like With the Bengals. Derrick Henry running wild. I just want to bet you guys know. I just want like the Titans just don't yeah. do anything for me. They don't do anything for cards. They're just they're an old school football team. Like they're mm-hmm. the good, they're the better team. I think they're one A or one B in the best teams in the NFL, especially with Henry coming back. Uh, so I don't want them to win, but like they're definitely the more talented team. Right. Would you say you had a tough Saturday, a good Saturday, or a bad Saturday based on the results of your two teams? <laughs> Where do you fall in that? Uh, definitely. It, I mean, it, it, just an av- it was just another day. Who are you buying? Jo- uh, Joey Burrow or Josh Allen? I hate you. <laughs> Joe Burrow. He's just such a beast, bro. He's so easy to like, too. Josh Allen was pretty yeah. impressive this weekend. That kind of sucks. He was pretty much balling out big time. Although I had a huge, huge Stephon Diggs overprop, and he threw up a donut in the second half. I mean, that game was so easy to bet on, by the way. The Patriots were so bad. Yeah, they were pretty bad. Terrible. Absolutely Terrible. embarrassing. All right. Keep us moving here, Ry. All right, so I want to talk about this. Ty, you kind of hinted at it earlier. 
uh, I'm going to let you two talk more about it because I, I believe Lou knows quite a bit about it, but it sounds like there's an upcoming Netflix documentary. I believe it's the same people that made the, the same, Drive to Survive. Same crew. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lou, tell us a little bit more about it. I think it's just a, now Nef- it's a combination of Netflix being like, oh, we have something here. And I think it's the other sports trying to get in the mix because they announced the PGA one. They also said they're working on a tennis one. So I think they're going to be doing both, which is great. I would love to know who the cat, like the quote unquote cast of the show is. I don't think that'll be out for a few months. But the PGA tour is pretty interesting. I don't really know a lot about those people. Like, I don't really know what they do in their free time. They have a good time. They're all degenerates. I'm sure they are. Like, I would love to watch like. It's going to be fire. A couple guys like do a practice round and just like making bets every time. Like, I would love to see that. There, it's pure degeneracy. The it's everything's getting so crazy because it's all getting so gamified and with the media, everything even is more so. Bro. So like they know it, and they're because last year, I mean, Phil Mickelson won the uh, he won that huge bonus that you know how they put in the big bonus structure of how popular you are, yeah, yeah. based on interaction. So now they're all just trolling. Like he just trolled all year with his shades. Is that what the Bryson thing was? Do you think? Yeah, they're all just trolling everyone and creating fake drama. It's becoming more WWE than anything else. I think golf has a real shot. Golf, the sport's getting huge. If you pay attention to NFT world, the whole link style, networking, social distance, golf and culture as a massive thing. What Jordan Brand is doing in golf, I believe in golf tremendously and with the show. I mean, the biggest degenerate gamblers in the world and also a lot of times, you know, they, they tend to drink their fair share of booze are golfers. and. My kind of guys. Layer that with a little bit of couple card collectors and you got a market. I'm currently looking at eBay sold Tiger Wood PSA because Tiger, honey, Tiger is that dude. Imagine if there was Netflix for Tiger back in the day. Yeah, just don't buy them when the documentary comes out of Tiger's in there. Those are going to spike and that's like a pop, what, 10,000 card. I wonder if he's even going to be in the show. Probably not. Probably not. I, I would have imagined Tiger not. is. So but I didn't about, know I'm that. I'm not talking about the base. I'm talking about this 01 SP Authentic Tiger Woods Sign of the Times on Card Auto. That's different. That's a monster. I didn't know that the show is, they already determined what they're doing. So they're going from the Masters to the PGA to the US Open to the Open Championship, Players Championship, and the FedEx Cup. So it's going to be like all the really big tournaments. I kind of wish. That would be pretty cool to watch. I kind of wish they were doing like the Waste Management. That'd be fun. Just to yeah. watch them hang out all weekend in Arizona, yeah. you know? <laughs> but they got the players. So they the kicking off the Masters is going to be crazy. So they got the, it sounded like three majors, not the British. Open right? Championship. Was it three or f- all four majors? Masters, PGA, US Open, the Open Championship, Boom, Players Championship, and the and FedEx. The, got it. So they got the five the biggest big tournaments. tournaments and then the FedEx down the stretch, which is yeah. where they become real degenerates. Yeah. That's awesome. It'll be really good. I think that'll be really, really good. The show, to me, I still think the best part of the F1 show is how well it's made. Like, it's a very well-produced show. Mm -hmm. So I think that'll be a big piece of the puzzle for them. And I can't wait to see it. I really am excited to watch it. Me too. Lou just said, puzzled, can't wait to watch it. This sounds like a Logan Paul YouTube video that recently dropped that a lot of people had their eyes on. That we have not addressed, and I think we need to talk about that situation. So I'm assuming quite a bit of our listeners are aware of the situation. Um, I mean, I'd be stunned if someone who listens to the show doesn't know what happened. If you don't know what happened, someone paid a lot of money for a fake Pokemon card box. Yeah, Case. Logan Paul. Yeah, so Logan paid $3.5 million, uh, opened it on a YouTube video. And inside there was a bunch of, what, 85, 81 Impel uh, G.I. Joe Joe cards. Yeah. Um, Not first edition Pokemon. It was rather unfortunate. Box was sold to, uh, the case was sold to Logan through Shine, who purchased originally through Mealy Pops and uh, Card Kahuna. Mm -hmm. Sounds like, again, just from the, the stuff that's getting out that, Mealy Pops has been working with Shine on getting his money back, and it doesn't sound like uh, Card Kahuna has been doing the same. Definitely just a overall shit situation. Not ideal for the hobby, but at Lou time, I mean, any, any, any real thoughts on this? I think it's extremely unfortunate, and I, I think we can go, we can spend the next hour talking about the last 
week, two weeks of bullshit that's gone on in cards. Um, but I, what I really would like to focus on, specific to this story, is it sucks for Logan. It's a very shitty situation for Logan. It's probably horrible for Shine. Just really unfortunate. It sounds like now people are saying that they think the box might have, or the case might have been tampered with a long time ago. Because all the stuff is lining up, like the tape is lining up, and the da 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 da. I have a lot of confusion surrounding, or I need some clarity surrounding the BBC aspect of this. Like, respect, like, uh, from what I understand, the guy who runs BBC is like well respected, super good dude, would never do anything bad on purpose. Like, if their whole thing is authenticating, that puts a lot of, of their products in flux. Like, is it a, like, would you guys buy a BBC thing right now? Right now, I don't think I would. Right this second. It's just too sketchy. And, like, the third-party authentication of these boxes is a real problem. And he just, you know, he said, yeah, it's like, we don't know Pokemon as well. Then why'd you do that? Yeah, so why'd you do that, right? Because, it, like you said, Lou, it leads into questioning the other products you've authenticated. Right, I mean, BBCE is the sta- is like the, the, the standard standard in cards for authenticating boxes and cases. It's them and nobody else, right? Like, who else is? I don't even know who else is doing it. No idea. Yeah, PSA doesn't do a grading of a box. They do pack. They do pack authenticating. Yeah, they packs. They don't do like authentication of like boxes and stuff like that. This seems to me again like it, shit situation. I don't really feel super bad for for Logan Paul. It sounds like he's getting his money back and lots of views. So I'm not super like. Smart man. Crime, you know, like boohoo Logan. Yeah, I'm um, definitely not throwing a telethon for him, but, you know, but it sucks. This seems like, again, just bigger picture here. This seems like one of those, like, hey, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Buying something for $100,000 to sell for $2.7 million. Oh, we're just saying that first number, huh? Is that a known thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, cool. it's definitely known. What, the shine purchase price? No, it sounds like it was originally under $100,000. Yeah, the original case for. was supposedly originally on, under one hundred. I just didn't know that for sure. So. I mean, it was in that all those YouTube videos talking about it. How yep. It was on eBay for like $91,000 and it sold. But like if it's really worth that, it's worth millions of dollars, right? 2.7 or 3.5, depending on who you ask. So the fact that you can get something like that and sell it for that that quick, just that just it just doesn't like happen like that. It Yeah, it, it sucks. It's, you know. Uh, unfortunate situation for all parties involved and yeah definitely a a, a blemish for uh for sports cards for cards in general i would say for people who enjoy the hobby it's one of those things that just needs like it's like just let it let it play itself out it's now a legal process there's a lot of drama going on and i did want to speak on the drama of like there's a lot of fucking clown shows running around right now and a lot of jokers so I don't want to give any of it any more energy than it needs, but just ignore that. Like, like if you're not involved in this Pokemon thing at this point, like let it go. You're not nothing. Nothing good is coming out of like drama online about it. So, just my thought. I've had a weird like, don't see it as that crazy or oh, that's a nice hoodie you got on there, Lou. That's the homie from Dallas. Sports card. I ever got. I ever got pieced off on that. Um, I don't know. It hasn't been like affecting me that much for some reason or or feel a need to talk about it because any it's just not surprising to me like the opportunity that was presented and i think if anything what we've pre- talked about a lot on this show is like with all the money that gets thrown around and like what it comes down to is being a good human making sure that your intent is always pure and positive and like for anyone that's been in the in cards for as long as Ryan has, I would imagine the last three or Jamil or some of these people, I'd imagine the last three years have been like, holy fuck. And there's been a lot of tough decisions that people have had to make, including Ryan, to not chase after what may be possible, but staying steadfast in their belief, not only in the enjoyment of the hobby, but why they do things, the relationship to people, all that. And when you start throwing around six figures or Dude, what $10,000 does for some people that have been in the hobby for a long period of time and when that opportunity comes up. And so I don't even know, nor have I really wrapped my head around, nor do I give a fuck if there was pure intent to deceit along the way. 
Like we may not even know the person that Jamil in the first acquisition, they might have not even known, to be honest. Or maybe they did know. Impossible to prove. But when you get presented these opportunities in a world where there's been a million fucking crazy things that have happened, like the Spider-Man card. Someone bought that shit not yesterday and sold it for a life-changing amount of money. You know what Brady cards were doing five years ago and what they're doing now? Like you're talking under 10 grand to a million bucks. And so along the way, these opportunities present themselves. And I think like fucking a lot of people maybe got wrapped up in change some life changing money over this thing and like just spurred itself. And then it ends up in Logan's hands who turns it into a story to tell and, you know, a reality show and what he does better than anyone in the world and, and bringing people into the inside of it. And then it, you know, and then you've got a million people reporting all this stuff, da, 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 and it's like, to your point, Lou, it's going to play itself out, and there's going to be another crazy thing. Think about all the people that are holding. What's the the biggest uh, Brady or Steph Curry tops Chrome PSA ten? Think about people that bought that card four years ago that are now sitting on that card right now. Mm-hmm. That's crazy as hell. So, like, there's a to me, there's a million of these stories. Obviously, this is fraud, but. Logan is able to narrate and storytell and he has a huge audience. So that's why it's like a crazy thing, but it's kind of my takeaway on it. $3.5 million is a lot of money. $2.7 million is a lot of money. If someone's fucking around with $2.7 million, they probably should have to face the consequences of that. But beyond that, the drama aspect is where I lose interest. That's kind of my thought. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, consequences, what the, the, dealing with that shit every day consequences people are getting their fucking stores broken into sorry now i'm cursing humans getting their stores broken into and robbed all the damn time they're dealing with that shit yeah yeah and i also think it's important uh, again ty going back to the drama thing because i want i do want to talk about more positive things on the show i'm going to talk a little bit about dallas here yeah and i don't want to get too too much into it because we don't have all of the facts we were not involved in the situation so many people might have seen but there was a video that came out from saturday night about somebody getting arrested for potentially selling fake cards, um, potentially fake Jordans. Some people had said that they were fake at the front, then they had been possibly mentioned to be real. And then there was people coming out saying that that person had sold other fake cards. When he get, got arrested, right, and gets walked out of the show and there's all these people watching, you know, it's a pretty disturbing video if you watch it and it talks, you know, you, you listen to the video and there's people saying that this guy should kill himself and people spitting on 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 somebody um, like there's no place for that in, in the hobby at all, especially for those not involved. Right. Like he's being arrested and the, the facts will work themselves out. And again, th- th- there's a legal system in place for a reason to spit on another human being that you know nothing about for something you're not involved in is the the worst thing I could ever imagine for somebody. Like everybody wants to play TMZ. Like it's first to break the news. First to break the news. Let's just go live and just everybody hold up their phones and embarrass this dude. What if those cards aren't, what if those cards aren't fake? What if those cards are real? Then that guy's got a lawsuit and you know who's going to, he's going to sue the people that went live that were talking mad stuff, people spitting on him. You're all going to like, it's just like, you don't need it. Like I'm all for like, Hey, if somebody's doing things with malicious intent and is trying to scam people out of money, absolutely. Like that needs exposed, but to like tell him to like kill himself and like, Hey, spit on another human being. Like that's just. There's no place for that anywhere. Like, it, I don't. I just cannot get behind that fact. I'm all for. Hey, this guy getting out of the hobby. You're a good human, like, right? You're a good but like, human. Spitting on another human being for something you know nothing about. Yeah, wild. I'm gonna switch the energy on you a little bit. How was the Chris Kreider market at the Dallas show? I didn't see any. None. None. It's I'm not direct. Sure. I'm not sure I would have. I I don't know what he looks like or what his cards look like. So I wouldn't have seen any. They're blue, red, and white. Yeah. You don't see them often. They're very Yeah. They're they're definitely not where I'm looking. How about Luca Base Prism? They're underpriced. There might have been a couple. They were just like, you know, you just. Oh, well, give me a little breakdown. What'd you see on the floor? Like, was the bottom lot? You was texted it cold? us on where there's a lot of dealers. On... Was there not a lot of dealers? Can we fill the people in on your show with Dallas? Like, yeah. So Dallas was good, right? Yeah, so that happened after we left. 
was there Thursday, about six o'clock, left Saturday midday. Okay, a little 42 hour, 40 hour spin. Hopping. I mean, just place was, I mean, just wild. Yep. Tons of buying. They're sitting right next to me. About two, three row boxes of stuff. Just making plays. Couple things I got to be honest about, though. Like some like card collector two sins on card talk. And I'm going to expose myself on it. Wow, Jay, you hear this? Jay, focus up. Focus. Two things. Two things. One, I bought a, there was a, I was going through value boxes, right? Wow. On Thursday, going through these boxes, pull out $276 worth of cards. Ask a gentleman how much for him. One of the cards in the deal was a Jackson Smith and Jigba rookie auto at a 25. For those that don't know, that's an Ohio State wide receiver that set like an all-time record in the Rose Bowl with like 340 yards. His, he's going to be the number Selfie. one receiver. In, Ryan's hero. Number one receiver in Columbus next year. High-powered offense. His stuff's hot right now. Last sale was $162. The price tag on it was $25. I did not look the card up before I checked out. I look it up. He's scrolling through. He's like, wow, this is probably a good deal. He's like, it adds up to 76. I'll do 200. Cool. Not a problem. He looks it up. Wow. This is the last sale. I gave him $50 more. I paid over sticker for the card. Didn't negotiate. Gave him 50 bucks. You're too good of a uh, guy. That's the just problem. Didn't look it up. So I, I can't give Jay too much stuff about paying full sticker. I got a good deal and, and ended up paying more. But the second thing, I bought a Ryan Tannehill auto. Oh, you, you are such in, a child. It, I hate the hedge, you. The ultimate hedge. It was in a value box. This guy had, wait, I'm going to get it. You it are. For, there was $10 or three for 25. And I got three for 25. Go find the card. You are so That's annoying. Right. Go on. Hold on. That's an unbelievable move to spend the last year destroying this guy and, and then, then before his biggest moment yeah before his favorite before he's about to play his favorite team he goes and buys an auto unbelievable there's a hold on before we go to this i wanted to just uh, during our break while you're getting your card just shout out me and Luis quasi favorite card ever created shout out shout out here comes team rocket a little hollow action and then i'm gonna get back to the tim hill card but Ryan, is that an ethereum symbol on your t-shirt bro? yeah i saw that too bro <laughs> gf and f some guys that have a little... Uh, yeah, those are the homies. They got to fire yeah. Discord. But... A little Discord group. <laughs> yeah, so Respect. I... Uh, yeah, that's... Stunning Hardcore move for has gone full NFT Collector 3. <laughs> he's, he's, he's an ETH maximalist in a week. <laughs> ETH maxi card collector. <laughs> Going through a box. Right, found three cards. Got a Bryce Harper Refractor 10. That's pretty 10 fun. bucks. Like, seems Why like is he good so buy. disrespected? Because he was kind of an asshole in his career, I think. And this yeah, like MVP? Sure. He was the MVP. Don't know much about the grading company. Certainly not familiar with him. I think Lou might be a little bit more familiar. Uh, but got an AJ Brown at a 99. <laughs> what do you mean Lou might uh, be more familiar? <laughs> what kind of shot is that? That has nothing to do with me. This is very What for no reason? grading card? Like, you're here you're I am. some of the alternative grading. We're 35 uh, minutes in. I've been gassing him up for 34 minutes and he comes right at me. <laughs> I'm just giving you I shit. Know, so I, I got these two at 10. So it's like two for 25 or three for 25. And then this is the third one. Had a $50 price tag on it. Wanted 10. Got eight. Yeah. Oh, it's a Texas A&M one. That's kind of. Yeah. 2012 yeah, SPX fine. jersey auto. The last sale on it was $29. Wait, is he? Can you hold that up again? Is he playing wide receiver in that? No. It, quarterback. It has him as a QB. Yeah. Got 17. Got it. I actually, a wide receiver Ryan Tannehill card would be kind of cool to have. Would be fire. Yeah. yeah. I might need that. I bought it and I even said it. It'll come out in the the vlog that drops. I think I think tonight. Um, but it was one of my first buys on Tuesday morning. I was going through a two dollar box. Found like a bunch of like I found like twenty cards. Then he's like, I got this ten dollar box, and I start flipping through it. And there's a Ryan Tannehill. I'm like, fuck. That's very. <laughs> so this is what I said. I even said it to Brian. I said I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this on Card Talk. Uh, what funny. else you see in Dallas? Dude, just a, just a lot, man. It was it was good energy. I hadn't been there like. I, I talked about it a million times on the vlog, but it, uh, Halloween weekend got canceled because the wind's in Dallas. Yeah. So like I hadn't been there since August. So like we've been selling so much stuff online lately. eBay has just been crazy for us for with, with sales. So I just wanted to get back, get some new inventory and make some plays and get some content. And we, we bought a ton of stuff. It was that, that show was hopping a lot, a lot of cool stuff, a lot of people just, a lot, of, a lot of good energy for at least the time I was there. I might be ready for a show. 
Yeah, I'm. I, I might need, be ready. I need to show it in my veins. I was looking forward to Vegas, but that's not happening. We should probably yeah. fi- figure out when we can get to Ryan. We should really yeah. do that. We do. All that. right. Fuck that. Want to do some questions? Let's do it. All right, Jay. Facebook questions. All right. First one is from Ben Fitz. It says, would you still send thick cards to Beckett for grading or is it worth it to send to PSA even though PSA is tougher on thick cards due to Beckett's disparity in price between PSA? Uh, the, the price gap seems to have grown. Yes, the gap definitely seems to be growing every day. A PSA 10 seems to be pulling away from everything in the market. Um, not sure if that's lack of options with PSA or, because you're only sending in expensive cards at this point. So population reports are probably staying lower on bigger cards or on cards in general. Um, but I don't, I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't think the thickness of the card makes any difference. I think they're both going to grade the card this, you know, the same way. To me, it's just a matter of like, Hey, what does it cost you to grade it? And what does it sell for when it's graded in different grades? That to me, seems like the the answer but i'll let you two weigh in on that yeah i think that and i also think the way i've started to think about bgs is if i see any sort of flaws on cards i'd rather it go there because i'd rather get a bgs 9 than a psa 7 like all day so um that's kind of how i've been thinking about it and it's not necessarily thicker it's what it's a combination i used to be hardcore like it's fully like, this is what a PSA 9 costs. Is this worth your time? I've now started to take more on consideration of condition sensitivity versus while also considering the price differentials as well. So it's kind of like a two-pronged like decision. All right, the next one is from AJ First. It says, Tom Brady, sell now or wait to see if he wins a Super Bowl or just an overall hold? Yes, this depends really on like your situation, right? Does the money you get from that sale keep you in cards? Does that does that affect your card budget and what you can do on a daily basis and what you're trying to accomplish? If you're a collector and you're, you're looking for things to hold long-term, I'm not sure there's a better play long-term than a man that's been to two Super Bowl or 10 Super Bowls and won seven and is still playing and is leading the league in passing yards and touchdowns at 44. Brady is really one of, you know, the guys for the ultimate team sports player of all time. So... Yeah, to me, Brady's a hold unless there's a reason to sell. Do you think he's the number one sports athlete to hold? Jordan. I think it's I think it's Brady. I think there's a large like I think when you really look at it, we've talked about this before on the show, but there's a humongous discrepancy between basketball and football stuff, especially the premium stuff. Did you see the PSA thing from yesterday? Sorry to interrupt you. Yesterday, PSA came out with like their received in December list, and basketball is still number one to receive in December. That's like hard to believe for me. Basketball stuff sells really well. Like it's just so much more expensive than football. Yeah, I don't know. It, that surprised. I mean, me. look at look look at Luca NTs versus Herbert or Burrow. Yeah, no, Burrow NTs. I don't fifty k. Luca's a hundred. I'm with you. I think there's too much of a discrepancy. It, it, it was just hard to believe. I thought basketball had slowed down across the board. I guess I was wrong. I mean, Brady first year flawless. I saw one in Dallas this weekend out of five for around 15 to 17 grand. I mean, what's a Jordan exquisite auto sell for first year? 40, 50, yeah, some, 60 grand, 60, 70, something like that. Yeah. Like Brady game use patch autos for 10 grand is wild. Like from big good products, NT flawless, immaculate. He might be. He might be the number one. The other thing, like, that's why I like Brady though, is the value discrepancy yeah, the value. is there. Jordan's like always going to be relevant. So again, I understand it's safe, but like I think there's a gap between Brady and Jordan that will close in time. I don't think so, because I think Jordan is so much further ahead in terms of global awareness and appeal and looking up to than uh, Brady. He also has just however many more years of the story to him, which will always kind of play out a little bit historically. But how do you feel about Braun versus Brady? Do you think that that gap closes? I mean, Braun is that dude, that dude, that dude, that dude. I'm not exposed to Braun enough. I don't think there's enough. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I just, again, I, I think it's more of an argument about football versus basketball, necessarily more so than basketball versus, or than Brady versus LeBron or Brady versus Jordan. I think all three of those guys are really as safe as they get long-term. 
I think you'd throw Curry in the mix. Yeah, Steph. Supposedly, he's the hottest guy in the world right now. In cars. Steph, I mean, he's about as hot as it could come. Change the game. He should be the new NBA logo. Not Kobe. That's my take. Next question. Dan Stacey says, Burrow flawless RPA at, RPA at 20, sell now or hold? Don't sell those cards. Hold. Big hold. I got a message about this the other day and said, hey, are Joe Burrow or Josh Allen cards sell? Uh, do you sell them now or do you hold I them? would sell Josh. I would hold. not sell Joe. Though. Right. So th- again, this goes back to like everybody's situation is di- different, right? If you have a bunch of those cards, they're both really hot right now and both of them can't win the Super Bowl. So when they lose and the offseason hits, their stuff might dip a little bit. So if you're trying to cash out now, you may be there may be an opportunity to do so where you can sell the things you don't like and maybe be in the things you like a little bit more for a little bit less money if you take the money out of there, right? Cost average kind of thing. Um, I like Burrow long-term. Yep. Cincinnati's never been the biggest card market. I think we should be very clear about that. That That is not, you know, New York or LA. There's a difference there. But since he's hot now, they just had a big-time college football team. Ohio's hot as a state. It is, man. It's not right now. Like, temperature-wise, it's freezing. If I had Burrow cards, I'd never sell them right now. I would sell Josh Joe, not because I think he's brother. Bad, because I think you might so be the big. number one Josh Allen. You're going to sell your Josh Allen cards. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't even take them. You wouldn't even own them. No, I would. I would own Josh Allen. I have no issues owning Josh Allen. Interesting. I would sell. Joe it Burrow now, just though. wins. That's, wins, a, that's an wins. impartial. He's one and zero in the playoffs. He wins until he's one and one, and then yeah, Josh those interceptions and his team's. Really I good really kind of want him to win, but I kind of want Tannehill to win more. So he's going to be one and one. He's going to come back. He's probably going to win MVP next year, and Tannehill won't, will no longer be on the Tannehill bandwagon. It would be a real shame if Tannehill struggled and the Bengals won. But that won't happen. That would be a shame. Hand the ball. It's not yeah, it's true. It's it's a very yeah. low, <laughs> low, uh, high moving. floor for him. He'll pick up a couple first downs with his feet when it matters the most, third and seven. You know, if you get to throw the spy on him, that's what Tanny does. Who the fuck is spying Ryan Tannehill? <laughs> on third and seven? Like... All right, Jay, next question. Brian Carr says, thoughts on the backyard break situation last week? First thing that comes to mind is, I don't know why you give something away and then pull something cool and then pull that back. It, just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense, right? You, you're making money on the, you've got to be making money on the break to give away a $750 box. So you've got to be making money. So when you pull a good card for somebody, especially somebody that's supporting your breaks, it seems like it's like, hey, let's be excited for them. Not let's take this back. And then it, it just, it was handled all incorrectly. Let's give $20,000 away to charity. Well, that doesn't do anything for the guy that you pulled it for that was expecting $20,000. That's just giving money to charity. That's great. I'm all for charity. Like, buy, That's trying to buy forgiveness. That's what that is. Yeah, that's trying to buy forgiveness. I'm all for like giving money to, yeah, I'm all for that. That's great, man. Do that anyways. But it doesn't affect the guy that, that got it. And then it was, it just, it, it was a wild situation. I just think it was handled incorrectly from the start. Should have just given it away, like you said, and moved on, right? It just, this is a perfect example. We've seen a lot of this in the last week. What is your reputation worth? This is important. More reputation matters, right? You can see from the last couple of weeks with the drama that's involved in this, when you make mistakes like these things, it's, you got, I mean, address it and address it the right way. And it's it just reputation matters, man. It's a, it's a big thing. And yeah, I just, I don't think it was handled the right way. I'm going to, those kids are fucking clowns. And I think you should be nice. Try to do the right thing. Don't be an asshole. Don't try to donate money to cover up for your mistake. Just do the right thing. And that's it. Clowns. It's not easy. Ryan, I remain impressed by you, Ryan. It's not easy to be a good person. It's not easy. Young kids, money, not easy to be a good person when you don't have to be. And... You know, they the snowball of like thinking they're trying to do the right thing has now completely gone off the rails. And I don't even know who the person is that should be getting that card. But I think about you, Ryan, and the business you built and the shop you got going, and I commend you. That's what I got because it's not easy. Cody Myden says, What are some ways to improve cash flow between getting back between getting back submissions? I find myself in a cycle of submitting, waiting, then selling the slabs, but not able to make many plays during the waiting stage with not much card income outside of selling slabs. Thanks, guys. Great question. That's a nice one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tricky, right? Like, 
it, it takes time, right? Especially if you don't have a lot of extra income in the meantime. Uh, typically, what I would recommend is finding ways to make other income in the meantime, right? Like where else can you get, you know, generate cash flow? I mean, that's the big thing is there's got to be a way to generate cash flow. Is it a second job? I mean, wh- whatever your situation may be, right? Everybody's different. Lou, Ty, I'm going to let you take this. I don't have really a good, good answer for this. Yeah, I think the it's it's tough when you are someone who is on a little bit of a lower budget and you're like, all right, cool, I have 500 bucks. How can I get some cash flow to then start leveling up? I think the right way to do it is to like not until you feel like you have enough of a of a cash flow where you could budget out like I'm doing this much for grading and this much for like raw flipping. I would just focus on raw for now. Yeah, and I think that that there you go. That's an important piece of this that like let's say you get 10 cards with all of your budget is in those cards and grading, maybe only send in five of those yeah, cards. And sell the other ones. If, if you don't, if you're not taking money and flipping that money and making money on it while those cards are grading, when those cards come back, you're net, like, that's the, that's the, that's where I'm trying to preach on this is like flipping money consistently, compounding that money over time is how you get more money. So if you're, if, if it's just grade, sit, grade, sit, well, you're only doing one transaction, right? Every eight weeks, it's buy, grade, Sell in eight weeks, right? There's, there's not a lot there, but if you're taking half of your money and you're flipping it in the meantime, theoretically, you could get the, you know, two cards paid for for grading next time and the money you made while they were at grading so that when those cards come back, you got two more cards to grade for free because you were flipping things in the meantime. That's the way I would look at it. That's a great, a great point, Lou. I, patience. Like when I really actually read the question, I'm like, how can I get rich faster? Yeah, that's that's right. Is kind of like what the question is. If if we're being real, like it's how do I make more money faster? Like if you if you take any business or anyone and you're like, how do I have more cash flow faster? That's what the question is, and uh, it's patience. Like, guess what? You found a really good thing, Cody. What I think you need to be thinking of more of is short term, medium term, long term. Not meaning cool. If you start with and you bought raw cards. And in that $50, you have budget for buying raw cards, grading them. Boom, there's time. You're locking up that money. That's investment. That happens. Locked up money down into the cards. You're 50 in. You get the cards back. They're graded. Now you have $0. You probably need a little bit of money for shipping. Cool. Now you've got X amount of cards. Which one do you want to get out the door? Do you want to get them all out the door? Do you have any belief in any long term that you want to hold? Because that'll compound a little bit more. Or cool, your first couple moves are out the door. Rye talks about this compounding cash flow. Cool, now your 50 turns into 80. Do it again and do it again. And what's the answer on that? Cool, hustle, go get another job. All that's fine. But like patience, because each time you should be getting back some more. And then you need to start making the decisions. Cool, am I going to make that change my lifestyle? Or am I going to put 30 bucks of that into the bank? And just hold it so that's cash flow at a later day when I see an opportunity. Or when I get 10 cards, am I going to hold two for long term and then get the eight out and just keep compounding that way so I can build this little investment on the side and then flip it a year from now for more cash flow? So my answer is just patience. And you've got decisions to make along the way, but there's only so many hours in a day. There's so many days in a week. Yes, you can get another job, but at the same time, fast can lead to bad decisions and and outcomes like we've talked about in this show and some of the drama that's happened. I would just say, take it slow and be patient. Wait for the opportunities. Yeah, I was going to say the, the, other, the other way to approach it is like maybe only buy one card at a time and grade it and play it slow. Like that's another way to play it. Anyway. So Joaquin Lagos, the dream here says, I'm in the process of potentially buying a card shop and looking for some input. Ryan, what's the best advice you can give for the process? And for everyone, what's the one thing you've seen or want to see in a rad modern shop? I answer based on knowing Ryan and based on, I also think about just running retail. You must love cards. Yeah. And if you don't love cards, if you don't want 16 hours a day to be a core pillar of your entire life, seven days a week, then you must love running a store and run the operations and run having people like managing people that will run it for you. But if you don't believe that this is like another child 
human or, or, and I don't have a child, but even a dog's enough. If you aren't ready for it to significantly change your life for it to be successful, that's my first thought. But that's real. Like if you are not coming home after your nine to five now and doing cards for, for four hours, you don't love it enough. And again, I'm not saying that like, that's a bad thing. Everybody's different in this, but like, it's all I do. Like it is, I live, breathe, sleep. Like it's all cards, good, bad, or indifferent, right? Whatever your opinion is of that. Hey, you need more diverse things in your life. You got to be doing other hobbies. Like sure. Right. Like I I get it, but like, it's all you do, right? You sell a $5,000 deal. That's great. That money goes back in. You got to buy something else. What's the next thing you're buying? What are people wanting? And you got to do it outside of work because you got to be there from 11 to 6, 11 to 5, 12 to 6, 12 to 7, whenever it is that you're working Saturdays when your football team's playing, you know, local college football team's playing. Hey, you want to go to the game? Nope. You got to work. Holidays, right? Day before holiday, Christmas Eve, you got to work, right? New Year's Eve, you got to work. It's it's you until you're building it, right? That's what we've been fortunate enough to build is to find good people that can help run these things and help make this a team effort. But at first, it's just you. You're like, you're buying, you're reordering, you're dealing with all the customers. You're like, you're doing everything. It's a lot of work and it just repeats every day. And again, it's just, you gotta love it. I love it. I wouldn't wanna do anything else on earth. I'm committed to it 100%. Um, but it's definitely a, definitely a lot of work. And I think Ty's advice, I think that's great. I, I don't think I could have said it any better. Two quick things. One, for what to see in the shop. I grew up in a family, I don't know if you guys, probably not, I feel like I would know this by now. I grew up in a family that um, hung out in like a cigar club a lot. So like my grandfather was a huge cigar club guy and they would all just hang out there all day long, right? I think a card shop should have like basically a man cave where like you can just hang out all day. Yeah. And I think if I had a card shop around me that was like actually good vibes to hang out in, I'd be there every single day of my life. So So we got seating for 15. You want to make it like, I wouldn't have said cigar club because I don't know yeah, about those, but there's another version type, of that. Similar yeah. stuff. Pub, like yeah, whatever. A barber. A barber, barber shop, same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to mm-hmm. say was this is like for me, it became a big thing last year. You have to figure out like work life balance is a big piece of this. Like for me, cards is the life aspect of the work life balance. For Ryan, it's work. To make it your life fun thing, to make it your work is a completely different thing. And you have to be really sure you're comfortable with taking something you're doing for fun and making it your full-time job. Yeah, I mean, value boxes, you need things for people to dig through. People want to dig, find good deals. That's that's big. Places for people to sit. Organization is key, right? People want to come in and and see that it's clean and neat and have things organized. Those would be some of my my tips or tricks. But let's uh, let's get into Play of the Week. Shout out to everybody who submitted a question on the Facebook group. Check out the Card Talk Shout out Cody. Facebook group if you have not already. But let's uh, let's get into the plays of the week. See what we got this week from Jay. All right. So this is from Flow Sports Cards. Never heard of him. Love that he put card collector in his bio. Um, it says purchase last Wednesday for $30 because who doesn't love a rookie PMG at a $199? Knew it was really underpriced as the Hurricanes have been a great squad for the last few years. And Shvechnikov is their second leading goal scorer over the last four seasons and still on the come up. Fast forward five days and within 12 hours of being listed, it sold for $99. After fees, I'll take home about $90 in a, in a 90, in a, sorry, in a five day flip. That's cash flow, baby. That's what we were talking about before. Yep. Cash flow. Yeah, it's a great move. Flow is one of my homies. We love flow. I grew up with flow. I love flow. I've, I've known flow since the jump and uh, it's been fun. He's been doing his card thing. I've been doing my card thing. I mean, third. 30 to 90 is pretty good. 30 to 90 is really good. PMGs, man. And it goes back to what we were talking about before about cash flow. Like, I I really do think the right way to do it, right? Do you agree? Is like when you're starting out, like splitting up a budget of like, this is my grading budget. This is my raw flip budget. Yeah. Just like you can't, dive, you, you can't, you can't put all your resources in one basket. It's important to do other things, right? Grading has always been a, you take a card for five, you spend 25 to grade it. You get it back in a year and get $75 for it, right? Like, so you're, you're flipping it. That, that was always the, the long-term goal with, with, especially with PSA. That's when I really learned about it was like, spend a couple dollars on these cards, wait a year, you'll get them back later. It's like a dividend, right? You, when they come back, really the money's out of sight, out of mind, a few bucks here, a few bucks there. And when you do it at scale, you know, two cards a week, three cards a week, four cards a week, whatever it is, as long as you're putting something towards there, whatever you could afford. Well, as long as your your normal day-to-day cash budget is not going to zero, just keep flipping, keep flipping, keep flipping, keep flipping. And there's going to be things you want to grade. 
that you just can't afford. It's just not in your budget. Flip it, right? Move it. Eventually, it will come back to you later. You're playing the long game here. Don't worry about maximizing every dollar. Make your money, move on. Let somebody else grade it. They'll come back to you for more deals. You're building a network. You're building connections. You're building a brand. There's other things that you're gaining out of it other than just cents and dollars. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm all for cash flow. Cash flow is king. It's how it just, it, it's where more we see plays, a lot of businesses reps, fail. Reps, it's just, reps, you gotta reps, have it. Reps. Yep. Next. Next one is from Bean Machine. Uh, from Mike. It says, I bought this 2008 Topps Chrome Basketball Blaster from my LCS back in 08 or 09. I paid $19.99, which I only know because the LCS sticker is still in the box. This week, I accepted an offer for $1,850 on eBay. I believe that is about 80 times my original investment, even when you inf- even when you factor in taxes and eBay fees. First of all, I cannot believe 0809 Top Scrum Basketball Blasters sell for $1,800. That's bananas. Wild. That's Steph. Meaning that's far above what you thought? I would have guessed $500 for a blaster box. What's in there? Is that Steph? Do you know? No, 0809 is Derek Rose. OJ Mayo. Beasley Mayo. Yeah. Westbrook Love. Yep. That class. Brooke Lopez. Roy Hibbert. Roy Hibbert was. Yeah, wait, what the hell? Why does this... Courtney Lee, big Knicks pickup. Courtney Lee. <laughs> um, Wow, great great play. I'm confused by why these are selling for so much. Is it the Kobe LeBron card, maybe? You know that, like, horizontal? Yeah, but I mean, a Kobe LeBron base card, what's it even? Even a PSA 10's not worth 2K, A PSA 7 sold for $200 yesterday. Okay, so maybe it's a 2K card? I, yeah, I, it must be. So this is Canadian, so it's a little less, right? pretty sure we you know what it is you know what it is it's the y- last full year of tops chrome basketball must be what it is wax is hot they ain't making more of it tops chrome basketball wasn't a full release in 0910 with curry it was inserted into it was tops. psa 10 did 1850 on january 15th also just for clarity of the bron kobe mm-hmm. backing them down yeah i mean i'm sure you can also pull like parallels and refractors and things like that so I'm, there's definitely some risk there or there's definitely some potential there, but man, 1850 for a blaster. Phew. First off, shout out Bean Machine, Michael Costa, for submitting the play. And shout out Topps Chrome Basketball. Might be making a comeback. Might be. Pretty crazy. Be careful. All right, Jay, what do we got? Don't let Bron Bron's son, rookie card, be a Topps Chrome. Wow, JB life. All right, this is from Myco Election. That very cool creative name. I love it. I love it. This is high. I bought a 101 Justin Bieber auto relic for 500 last February and trying to forecast the relevance of the celebrity card market. Was hoping to flip it in a year or two for double, uh, but Golden just auctioned one off for $17,000 for a BGS 8.5. Mine is at PSA right now. I'm disgusted, man. I love this play too, Courtney. Wait, 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 wait. This isn't a play. It's not a play. I mean, his card's getting graded. It might come back at PSA too. You're I mean, right. it's a hell of You're a right. buy. It's not a play. I mean, buy of the day for sure. Buy of the month, possibly. I love the card. I own a Bieber Auto. I don't own the one on one, but I own yeah, one well, of these. Michael owns um, the one on one. Yeah, paid four dollars for it. A value box or some shit. D- different, different track suits here. Um, so you're right. It is different track suits. Yeah, they're different. The multiple one of one things. It's so annoying. Yes, yeah, so there's different ones depending on what outfit he was wearing. But I mean, I like the play for sure. Like, I love the buy for sure. Just not quite the end of the play here. Got to maybe get it back. I mean, what if it's PSA? Would love to see it when it comes when it comes back around. I mean, PSA ten could be big. Could be a twenty five thirty k card. Could. PSA nine could be kind of big. PSA eight, nah. Yeah, more than seventeen k. I would assume. How's the auto look? Auto looks clean. Not as clean as the one in the. Uh, looks a little smushy. Does look a little smushy, but, right? Yeah. Either way, either way, seeing the the celebrity market for five hundred dollars last February, I love it. Good, uh, good call. Love it. All right, Jay. The next one is from Echelbird two two zero. Eric says, "I bought this 2015 Topps Dynasty Byron Buxton RPA PSA ten Emerald Parallel out of five for three hundred fifty dollars on eBay. After taxes and shipping, it was right around three seventy five. I bought it in February of two thousand twenty one with the intention of keeping it in my PC. Was part of a Twins card Twitter group, and in December I posted my I would Buxton. love to be in that. Group. One of the guys reached out asking if I was willing to sell it. We agreed upon eight fifty, so I sold it." 
After PayPal fees and shipping, the total was around $775. So minus my original $375 investment, it was a clean $400 in profit. Plenty of profit to buy some other Buxtons for my PC. So we've seen this kind of play before. We saw it specifically early on with the Micah Parsons one of one. I remember. That card's probably a bit higher than it was then. Um, But I like this play, right? It's why you buy what you love. Because if you don't get $400 profit on it, you still get to keep it because you bought it for your PC anyway. So this is why you you know buy what you love. Love the play. Um, that's a beautiful card, by the way. That looks like a really nice card right there. Very cool patch. Um, two things. One specific to uh, Buxton, one specific to this guy. If I can get into that Twins collector group, I would love to get in there. I won't do anything bad. I just want to observe because it sounds like a good time. That's one. Yeah, it does sound like And the other time. thing is the single funniest video of Tyler Schmidt that exists on the internet is the interview that he did for our fantasy baseball league in like 2016, I want to say. I think Buxton is the only baseball player that Tyler knows because he was a prospect for their roster. It's the single funniest piece of content I've ever seen of Tyler. And I hope that it gets I got, again. I got into baseball for five minutes and uh, Buxton was... <laughs> Buxton was my... He's guy. one of the all-time late Him bloomers. And the one-eyed assassin, Urias. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Those two... Were my boys two really so late bloomers? Two really late. Yeah, B- Buxton's come around oh, a little yeah. bit. He's a real player. I know. He had me dead. I remember to when Buxton early. was a big mm-hmm. deal, man. He yeah. was expected. To he was be the, the number next one prospect for like thing. three years in a row. It was crazy. Yeah, it was fast. Yeah. fast. Great play. All right, Jay. Next one. Goody Jim. Gowdy Jim says I purchased ni- three 1997 Masters badges raw for one thousand dollars. I sent them to PSA for grading at fifty dollars a piece. And they came back a week later. I ended up selling for a total of $2,350. Not the best profit, but a $750 quick profit in an emerging ticket market. So 97 Masters, is that Tiger? Yeah, that's his first That's his first Masters, right, Ty? Tiger won his first 12. Yeah, he won his first major by 12. Beat a guy named Tom Kite. He bought them in November of twenty. Yeah, I don't get how he sent them and got them back in a week. What the hell is that? For 50 bucks. Great play. Love this. Love a quick profit. I feel like he got a little lucky with the turnaround, but it plays. Yeah, and I love the idea, like, hey, get them back, flip them, move on, right? Not the most your money could ever make, but I mean, $750 is not like chump change. That's that's a that's a good living. Like I mean, that pays for that pays for phone bill. My man woke up one day and was like, yo, I know the play. Masters tickets. Tickets are hot. I'm a golf guy. Tiger won in 97. I was probably drinking beers with my boys back in the day. He beat Tom Clyde by 12. Let me look up if they got passes. Oh, my man. They got three for You want to go 1,000? Boom. Flip them. PSA. That's how it's done. 750 bucks. I think later. I literally said his name was Goody Jim. And it's yeah, literally it's Gowdy, Gowdy Gum. Gowdy Gum. I wasn't even close. Like, what? I mean, God, that's terrible. My apologies. Disaster. All right. Is that? I think that's all of them. This is a good little play of the week. Lou Ty. Who's going first? I'll go first. It's Buxton. I agree. Buxton's the winner. Buxton's here. the winner. Yeah, I'm in. Buxton. I'm in. Let's on go. It. Yeah, it's all day. Eckelberg two two zero. Welcome to the play of the week club. You're gonna have to let me in the group chat. Yeah, the twins. Twins GC, right? Yeah, I need to get in there. Is there? Wait, wait, wait. I got a question. You guys said you know group chat like it's going down, whatever. Is there, are there any buy, selling, and trading going on in like Car Talk Facebook group? Maybe I need to get in on that. Oh, yeah. there's. Maybe we yeah. need to get on that. Make 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 There's some, some good action here. happening on there. Should we go BST night? Just saying, like people just tag me in F1 cars point? in there, and it's great. I'm just saying, if you guys are like, hey, I'm looking for this, people will hit us up. Let's go, man. Making a play on Facebook. Yeah, get in there. All right. So as we wrap up play of the week, I do want to talk about this week's releases. Mm-hmm. Tyler said he wants Tannehill cards. Anything? Anything of note we're releasing this week, right? Let's see. I don't. What's the date? 17th? Uh, flawless basketball. Boom. Yes, that matters. Oh, wait. wait. It's next week. Oh. Rip, it's next Wednesday. Sorry. Had the dates off. I thought Upper Deck said they're not doing hockey. It got pushed back. The next Upper Deck hockey release is, release is next Wednesday. It's Upper Deck Black Diamond Hockey. And then they also have a product coming out called Upper Deck Skybox Metal Universe Champions, which I believe is like a multi-sport set with PMGs. From That's going to be... Believe. That might be a sneaky fire. But it also says SP Authentic and Stature Hockey come out next week. So that seems like four releases for Upper Deck Highland. on one day. Three of them being hockey seems a little 
tricky. I'm not sure if that'll happen like that. But the only thing coming out this week is Cryptozoic, uh, DC Crisis on Infinite Earths, and Panini Mosaic Football Choice. So light, light week. Interesting. Is it? Am I seeing Prism Soccer's coming? Yeah, EPL. There's LeBron autos in the new Space Jam release, right? Yeah, but they're like I heard they're like one in a couple hundred million packs or something. <laughs> hundred million packs. All right, that's a wrap. Heck of an episode. Heck of an episode. That's a longer episode than we've normally done, but that was uh, that was full of some uh, yeah, that's some meat. People love fun. long episodes. All right, before we wrap it up, Lou, Ty, any thoughts? Stay positive. Stay out of the bullshit. Be good. Be good to each other. Be good to the other collectors. Enjoy your time. It's not that big of a deal. If you've listened this far into the show, hit me on Twitter. I'm like hot to trot on footy cards right now. And I got my cards out on my desk and I want to do some deals and some trades and hang out. So hit me. See you guys next week. Peace. Peace. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com, and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.